0: Amen, let's uh, take our Bibles and we'll begin in Psalm 50. We'll read a a couple of verses there and then if you have a handout, you'll see that there are several other verses for our lesson that we'll be covering and no, we won't finish today so keep your lesson for next week and possibly the week after, who knows, we'll just See how it goes. So we'll uh, look here at a new subject. We've been talking about Christian pitfalls, things that Christians can tend to stumble into. Um, A pitfall is that hole, a trap, it's disguised so people fall into it, and uh, the devil certainly has a lot of pitfalls out there for us to stumble into and trap us. But if we stay close to the Lord, he will protect us and uh, he'll help us. And we don't have to fall into those pits of desperation. But if you find yourself in one of those, uh, the Lord will help you get out. Uh, But it is sometimes difficult. So we have to make sure that we're we're seeking the Lord's help in all of this. So another pitfall that we're going to Discuss is the pitfall of gossip. Gossip is one of those things that we tend to, you know, as preachers, sometimes just kind of throw it into a sermon. You know, it's just one of those, it's listed, and then we, you know, a list of sins, and boom, we hit it, and then we go on to the next thing. Um, It's not one of those subjects that we necessarily preach a whole lot of sermons on, and yet probably should do more of that than we do I remember in one of the churches (laughs) that I was uh, pastoring and leading um, sometimes certain uh, subjects you have to preach on there there was this situation in one of our churches where there was some gossip going on and it was it was not a good thing at all and it necessitated a sermon on the subject Um, to address it to try to help the church get through uh, what it was going through and hopefully um, a lesson like this would help people who are battling it and might not even realize what they're doing and also help us to see the importance of following what God says and also rattle us a little bit and see just how bad some of these sins really are and Also, hopefully, prevent us from falling into one of those pitfalls that the devil has set up for us. It's a lot better if you can see a little bit of the camouflage uh, so that you say, Oh, I see that's about to get me, and I'm going to sidestep it and so that we don't fall headlong. So let's pray, and then we'll get started. Father, we do love you, and we thank you that you care for us. Lord, we are fallen Creatures, We are prone to sin. Our heart is deceitful. The scripture says it's desperately wicked. And too often we're all about ourselves. And sometimes we push others down in a way to make ourselves look better. Lord, I just pray that as we look at this subject, it would help us to be closer to you, to care for one another in a, in a better way, to see the sin as you see it, and Lord, that you just guide us as we go along, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to look at a couple of verses here in Psalm 50, verses 19 and 20. We'll just begin there. I'll, I'll, I'm going to read these verses, make a couple of comments, and we'll get back to them uh, in our first point. But the Bible says there, thou givest thy mouth to evil. All right, so whatever follows, you know, is now evil. And last time I checked, evil is not good. God's against evil. All right, so thou givest thyself to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. So that's one of the first things we see as evil, is that we use our tongue. And isn't it interesting, it says it frames deceit. And it's really not just the tongue, it's the heart, isn't it? The heart's scheming, plotting, planning. How can I say this in such a way to deceive that person, to get them to think one thing when it's really another? Oh, that's evil. Now, it says, thou sittest and speakest. Here's another thing that's evil. Speakest against thy brother. It's not just talking about that one, that brother in the flesh, but it's also referring to a spiritual brother. Do you use that tongue to speak against people? Come into church and someone says something to you and says, yeah, he or she or they aren't what they should be. They are against me. They are not doing what they should be doing. All those little seeds of discord that are sown by those little subtle and sometimes not so subtle comments designed to get people to feel sorry for you or to look down on others and their complaints. Wow, these are horrible, horrible things. God says this is evil. Yeah, the pastor. He, he's a good guy, but, but what? But he is too this, or not enough of this, or this, or whatever. And they don't care for me, or whatever. And you know, the staff, or in the in the school realm, the principal. It's always the principal's fault, even when it's not. Right? It's the school. It's. Yeah, whatever. And whether it's in, yeah, anyway, the college, it's it's, it's the dean of students. It's the, it, it you know, it has to be him, right? Because, I mean, you didn't break, well, you may have broken the rules, but he caught you, so it's his fault. <laughs> so he's the bad guy, right? No, he's not the bad guy. You're the bad guy or bad yet, whoever, however you put that, if there's a gender equivalent there, um, you're the one who did that was wrong. Um, so we're going to talk about gossip. Now, there are several different words in Scripture used to describe uh, gossip. Now, it's not all the same because God uses different words. Some are similar. Some are they have little different nuances. Uh, we're, I'm going to use a bunch of verses that use different terms. And so I I do understand from the onset that they're not always exactly equivalent but we do tend to group them together to talk about what we would typically say is gossip and a lot of these do fall under the idea of gossip some of them some of the words have more exact meanings that help us understand different facets of gossip maybe that's a better way to say it so some of those words would be whisperers and just that word in itself uh, is pretty descriptive. What's a whisperer? Well, you're you're speaking something in hushed tones, aren't you? And when you have to whisper something because you don't want that guy over there to hear it, or, you know, in the college, the roommates are there and one wants to see, just that other roommate gets on my nerves and you're right there with the Closer to one, the other one's like a little bit further away, and you whisper. You know, it's like, yeah, and what is that? Mm, could we be getting towards gossip there? Using those hushed tones because you know you're saying something that's not good about somebody else and tearing them down or whatever. Uh, so, whispers, tale bearers, that's telling a tale. Telling stories about people. It could be a true story. It could be a false story. Backbiters. Now, doesn't that sound good? Can you imagine just going up and walking behind somebody and taking a bite out of them? That's, why would God use a term like that? Backbiters. Um, slanderers. Then there's busybodies. So, some of those things. Uh, Some of those words will come up in the verses that we look at as we uh, go through our lesson. And so the sin, again, involved is very often when we're... It's always talking about somebody else in a way that will hurt them or damage their testimony, uh, put them down to lift you up. Now, gossip can be a lie or... It can be something that's true that just doesn't need to be said. You might know something true about somebody and you just, oh, it's, it's we call it that juicy tidbit of gossip, right? We, we know this and well, let me go tell everybody else because I just can't believe that they are this way or that they did this or that they said that. Uh wow, Uh, it might be true. Oftentimes, though, gossip is is not true. Sometimes it's just things that we suppose to be true. We read into things. Oh, they did this, they did this, and then they said this. Well, then I put all those three together, and this is the reason why they did or said this, and I'm going to let people know about this. And we're supposing something, and we're... We're slandering them based on a mere suspicion. We'll talk more about that. There's actually a Bible verse that deals with that. And so we've condemned them, and we've put three things together, and we forgot or didn't know that there's probably like ten other factors which actually would prove that those three things that we put together aren't even true. But we put it together because us, in our our quote-unquote infinite wisdom, which isn't infinite, because we are so mighty and we know everything and, you know, and if, if we think it, it must be right, then we just make all these conclusions. And then we voice our opinion on these conclusions. And oh, how wrong we can be at times. So, are you sometimes guilty of making disparaging comments about other people? If so, beware. So let's ask a few questions about gossip as we look at our lesson. Uh, I was talking to Mr. Brady before class. you know he gets to come in and you know tell history and all these good stories, challenging, exciting, encouraging. then I get up and. Say, ah, you bunch of gossips. <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, this isn't very edifying. It is edifying if we can be warned about something and avoid it and spare ourselves and many other people heartache. So anyway, I hope this, that these lessons will be a help and a blessing because anytime we can face our sin in a biblical manner and have victory over it is a blessing. Holding on to any sin... And wanting to be ignorant of anything that we do wrong doesn't help us in the long run. All right, so God is our friend. And so are those who tell us what we don't want to hear sometimes. So let's get into it. Number one, what is gossip? I kind of gave you some of those ideas and thoughts as we went along. But I, um, I want to look at some passages as we go along. We already read that one passage there in Psalm 50, verses 19 and 20. It's described, this whole Generic term of gossip is described in different ways in Scripture. We, uh, we read there also already, we saw the word evil pop out. The term there, phrase bearer, speaking against, uh, slandering, uh, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. So slander is to injure somebody. You're injuring them when you slander them. You're making a statement about them and it's It's injurious. It hurts, it harms, and then um, so that's that 's my comment there about that passage. I want you to turn with me to first Timothy chapter number five, and we 'll hit each one of these and it's good for us to to turn to these passages so we can actually see the words um, you know especially if you're one of those visual learners, even sometimes just seeing the words like oh, it, it pops out a little bit more anyway. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse number 13. So uh, here we're talking about widows in in context here. And we'll actually back up uh, a little bit before that. And um, the church was charged, of course, if if widows, the church isn't um, obligated to bail out every widow. It's just what the Bible teaches. and the, the Widows should be taken care of by their family. That's what the scripture teaches. The family should be taken care of them. Uh, and, and then this is if there are some widows who don't have uh, family to take care of them. And if they've been very faithful and godly, there's a lot of things that are listed there, even age requirements, uh, that, that those type of widows, then the, the church is obligated to step in and help. Uh, doesn't mean they bail out in every way. But getting back to the age requirements, look there in verse 11. It says, but the younger widows refuse. So I'm not giving you a lesson on widows here. I just want to get to the context here. The, the younger widows refuse. For when they have begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry. Okay, so they've made some commitment. I'm going to serve faithfully in the church and this, 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 and I've already been serving the Lord and and I've gotten help. I'm getting help from the church, and then all of a sudden, hey, a little better opportunity comes along. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need to do so much for the Lord. Don't need to do so much for the church. I'm going to go and 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 hook up over here. He's not saying someone shouldn't get. Married after, they, uh, after their husband passes away. Uh, we're talking about in terms of receiving benefit from the church. And then he says, having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. So now we're getting a little bit more of a description. They are judged because, it was like, ah, yeah, help from the Lord and, and, and is good when it's good for me. But when I got something better, yeah, I'm going with the something better. Uh, That's the idea of casting off the faith. Now I want to get to verse 13. And withal, so these young widows learned to be idle. I said all that just so we know who we're talking about. Now let's look at the subject matter. And withal, they learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house. Oh, that's already a bad sign right there. Someone with too much time in their hands got nothing better to do than to just go around and, hey, let me go chat over here and talk over here and have a little visit over here. You know, it's good to be busy in life and have things to do that are worthwhile. Uh, it says, and not only idle, he said, but tattlers also and busybodies. And then he says, speaking things which they ought not. All right, so let's just remove the idea of the, the young widows now and just get into the, the 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 topic at hand. And here they are, these these people walking about. That's bad in itself, just walking about aimlessly, wandering without real good purpose. Doesn't say they're going out house to house, door to door, visitation, trying to win people to the Lord. They're just wandering. All right. And you're going to get yourself in trouble when you have no aim in life, when you have nothing productive to do. And what do you do? Well, the easiest thing to do is just talk. And that's what they do. They're tattlers. Um, Again, what's a tattler? It's one who tells tales. And then the idea of being busybodies. And then the idea, again, of speaking what you shouldn't speak, saying things you shouldn't say. So the word gossip's not there, but generally we're just putting that term there, gossip. So how do you use your time? You know, Picture of the college student who doesn't work and just kind of has a lot of extra spare time on their hand and just bounces around from room to room just talking about people. Well, what else do you have to do? Well, nothing else to do, just talk about people. Did you hear, oh, did you, oh, I can't believe, oh. It is not limited to that. It's just that's an easy sub, you know, group to pick on. Uh, but we can all fall into that trap of, of, of telling tales and being busybodies and sticking our nose in other people's businesses and speaking things we should not speak. Uh, let's c- continue on, otherwise we, we won't get too far. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 4. Now we're te- seeing about the, the man who will teach against the doctrine that the, the, that the apostles were teaching. And it says in verse four, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions of words whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings. Uh, so evil surmisings, the word evil there. Refers to being hurtful and harmful, and uh, malicious. Okay, so this is the idea. And surmising is suspicion. So there are people who just have suspicions about others. Can I say it's it's wrong to surmise that uh, sur- surmise and talk about people because you've just assumed that they're bad? You know, like I mentioned the idea, you've seen three things over here and don't know the other 10 factors that come into play, and maybe you didn't even see the first three things properly. How can we presume to know or condemn or broadcast the motives of other people? But we do that, and that's called evil surmisings, and, and we start building a case against people. Yeah, I've seen this. And this yeah, I'm, you're taking notes. And you're keeping score. And then you're willing to start playing out your theory with someone. That's an evil surmising. God says that's pretty bad. And you read that passage. The person he's talking about is not a good person. And you say, well, I'm not that person. Well, what kind of person are we if we're doing that? We have pretty bad company when we're doing that. Gone are the days of giving anybody the benefit of the doubt. Now, if you have an opinion, speak it. Be as harsh as you want, right? Go on, so, maybe don't go on social media <laughs> or read a news article and, and then don't go down and read all the comments because everyone's going to give their comment. It's so easy. You, you can blast anybody now. And it doesn't matter what political party you're in. You're just going to blast the other political party. And then you bring that into the church. Well, the pastor this, or the assistant pastor this, or the principal this, or that guy over there, or that person over there. And, you know, and now we're just, we're just vomiting everywhere we go. I don't see that as something God likes. Now I want you to go back with me to Proverbs. We'll be in Proverbs chapter 26. So again, I'm sorry, this is not one of those feel-good type of lessons, but it's one of those that we, we need to, uh, we will feel good if we deal with this problem, and at least, if you're not, if you're not guilty of it, praise the Lord. At least it would be good for us to see the pitfall and and, and let it let it be glaring to us so that we would avoid it in Proverbs chapter 26 verse number 20 it says so where no wood is there the fire goeth out so where there is no tail bearer the strife ceaseth so if there's a fire you need fuel for the fire don't you And you need someone to keep feeding the fire. Well, that's good if you're having a cookout. It's not good if you've got a forest fire. (laughs) Okay. And I think this is the idea. Uh, He said, just like that, he says, so where there is no tailbearer, the the strife ceaseth. So what's going on? You've got a tailbearer. Someone's going around telling tales. Usually false things about others, presumed things, supposed things, or maybe just flat-out malicious. You know it's not true, and now you get into the, step, the areas of politics, and unfortunately we're bringing those same kind of traits into our personal relationships because we're just going to malign somebody so that we look better, so we can put them down, so we can go forward. Whoa. So all of that type of thing, that tail-bearer, is creating strife. If you get rid of the wood, you get rid of the fire. You get you gotta you gotta deal with the fuel. If you get rid of the with get rid of the uh, the tail bearer, the strife ceases. You know, there are times in a church if someone is is a gossip and a tailbearer and a slanderer and malicious and they're dealt with and they're dealt with and they're dealt with and they refuse to repent and they just keep spreading their their venom and their strife and their problems, uh, sometimes it's, it's appropriate to discipline them out of the church membership. Why? Get rid of the fuel so the strife doesn't continue. A tailbearer causes strife with his or her words. And if there's strife, whether it's in your home, in church, it's not always from gossip, but sometimes it is. Now, let's go back to Proverbs chapter number 6. Proverbs chapter number 6, verse 19. So, again, I hope, I hope that as we look at this topic, it's not just like, oh, yeah, gossip, yeah, that's not, that's, not, that's not good, but it's not bad, like, you know, you know, fornication, and it's not bad like smoking, it's not bad like drinking, so, you know, these are one of those acceptable sins. I, I don't see that any sin's acceptable in God's eyes. We excuse sins and say some are better than others. So we're looking here in, in Proverbs chapter number 6, verse number 19, he says, a false witness that speaketh lies, and this is in the list of, of, of things that God hates and an abomination, And then he says, and he that soweth discord among brethren. So sowing discord among brethren. It's an abomination to try to get someone against another believer. Sowing discord among brethren. Rephrase that. Repeat that. It's an abomination. God hates it. When we are trying to get one, pit one believer against another believer. You're having, you're at odds a little bit with this guy over here or this lady over here. And so you're going to ruin it for them in any way possible. You want other people to be at odds. You're going to tell, you're going to air the dirty laundry that you have with this person and you know what happens when you air dirty laundry? It stinks. And so you're going to air it out, and you're going to air your stinky opinion about this person over here. And now they don't want to be around Miss Stinky. And so now this, this gossip just spreads, and it hurts, and it harms. And we need to be very careful that we're not just putting one believer against another believer. Now are there times where people hurt us? Absolutely. Are there times where people say things about us they shouldn't? Yes. Do we have to tell everybody about that? No. Sometimes if you're in a position of authority like a parent, you're you have other obligations like warn your children if you're the husband, to warn your wife about certain people, you're not trying to gossip, you're just trying to spare them from harm from someone else. A pastor might have to get up and say something or deal with someone or pull someone aside and say, hey, you need to be careful of so-and-so because, and you're not wanting to gossip, you're trying to warn them and help them. So, uh, But we have to be very careful that we're not sowing discord and trying to get someone to have a bad opinion about the pastor, someone else in the church, or whoever it is. This is evil. God hates it. It's an abomination. Abomination is something that God extremely hates. And yet over, over the years, I've seen a lot of Christians sowing discord among the brethren. Got to be careful. Now, we can turn all the way back to Revelation chapter number 12. This one, if none of those other ones convinced you that it's bad, this one will. And if if this one doesn't, then I may, maybe, maybe get saved and start believing the Bible or something. <laughs> so in, in Revelation chapter 12, verse number 9 we know who we're talking about let me just read that one verse that verse 2 and then we'll get into verse 10 and and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan which deceiveth the whole world all right so we know who we're talking about this 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 wicked 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 one our arch enemy now let's learn a little bit more about him in verse number 10 and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for what is this? this is another phrase talking about the devil for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night the accuser of our brethren now, oftentimes, when we look at this verse, we, we, we look at it in this terms, that the devil's there accusing, uh, uh, you know, t- talking to God about us, saying, well, he's this, or he's that. Did you, God, did you see him do that? Did you see her say that? Did you, do, and, and, and that's true. He is accusing the brethren to God. But don't miss the application. Accusing the brethren of evil Is a characteristic of who? Satan. It is satanic. It is satanic to go around and tear down the brethren and accuse. Them to God and others as being something that they are not. So, you go, I didn't know all the facts. Then maybe we should just keep our lips zipped because it's satanic. So, that's a strong word. Do we want to live like the devil? That shouldn't be for a child of God. So I, I hope that we're beginning to see how serious of an offense gossip is and, and that we would begin to guard our lips. All right, so, yeah. I'm looking at this and I'm looking at my time thinking, okay, I don't think we're finishing next week. We got point number one done. All right, we got a few more to go. Uh, we can at least start into point number two. Let's, let's, let's get in and see how far we go. All right, so who gossips? Who are gossips? Well, if you turn with me back to, um, you don't have to turn away back there, but let me read a passage. You can turn to James chapter four, and I'll read uh, part of the verse here in Leviticus for our first point. So who gossips? First of all, it would be disobedient people. Disobedient people, um, gossip is, you know, one of the thou shalt nots, right? I mean, I'm going to read the verse, at least part of the verse, to you. It says in Leviticus 19:16, it says, "Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people." And he makes another statement. And then at the end of the verse, he says, "I am the Lord." Don't do this. And I'll tell you why you don't do this. Because I am Jehovah God, and I said so. <laughs> thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people. God said, you don't gossip. Just like thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt not go up and down as a tailbearer among thy people. Pretty simple. And when we do, we are just plain, flat out, disobedient, and excusing what God said not to do. Yeah, whatever. That's not that bad. It's a thou shalt not. I think it's bad. God thinks it's bad. It's characteristic of the devil. And yet that's one of those, well, it's one of those, that's 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 just, you know. Let's not excuse ourselves or justify ourselves. So second thing, who else gossips? would be proud people. Um, now I need to get to James. I, you, you got a head start there. <laughs> James chapter number four, verse number 11. So speak not evil one of another brethren. Now the word gossip is not there, but that's the idea. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. That sounds like a clear command as well. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, because that's what we're doing. We're now the judge because we know everything. Uh, Speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. So God is the judge. Who are we to step in and claim to have all wisdom and to know all facts and just boldly condemn someone and become their judge? We have to be very careful. I know there's other passages of scripture that says judge righteous judgment. There are times and areas that we need to make uh, use, exercise discernment, and and the Bible teaches you know try things by the word of God. This is right. This is wrong. But then we have to be very careful not to take some of those things and go around and defeat pe- people. We, we had a, a lesson on a few lessons on criticism. There's constructive criticism, uh, and that's when you sometimes have to offer criticism to help build people up. But most criticism is used to tear people down. Uh, and this is the same idea here we have to be careful of. So we can't just act as the judge. In our pride and take the place of God, because uh, but by putting people down, because that's an, oftentimes we're putting people down. Hey, we're getting people against this person because that makes them look bad and it makes me look good. I'm the good guy, everybody else is the bad guy. That's the attitude sometimes, and we got to be very, 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 very careful about that. All right, so proud people, because gossips are usually self-promoters. Another person or group of people who will gossip are fools. Ooh, ouch. Um, Proverbs chapter 10. Now, I didn't say it, but it is true. If you gossip, when you gossip, you're a fool. When I gossip, I'm acting like a fool. Again, last time I checked in the Bible, that's not a good person. So we're here in uh, Proverbs 10, verse number 18. He that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. A slander, uttering a slander. Slander is that that false tale. Uh, It's a report uh, that's... M- maliciously uttered you're, you're, you're slandering that's not when you're telling a truth gossip generally could be you're telling a truth or a falsehood but slander you're not telling any truth you are now maliciously the intent is to injure someone's reputation uh, and who does this a fool a fool uh, let me give you the last one so we can finish point number two see how fast that one went uh Turn with me to Romans chapter number one, and we'll read a, a few verses there. Romans one. And uh, if you have the outline, that would be letter D, and that la- last one that we have is so- certainly not the only, you know, this is not an all inclusive uh, lesson, but reprobates, reprobates, that's who gossips. That doesn't mean if you gossip that you are a reprobate, but that puts you in bad company. All right, a reprobate, again, someone who is morally abandoned. That's the idea of being a reprobate. And uh, you can see that idea of being a reprobate there in verse 28. But verse 29 and 30, it says, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit. All those are pretty bad, aren't they? Then the next couple are malignity, that's maligning people, whisperers, backbiters. Those three would fall into the category of gossip. Haters of God, that's not a good person either. You see where this is sandwiched in? Reprobates. These people are morally abandoned. They're given over so many other wicked, evil, filthy things, and they're also gossips. And we say, well, that's not a very bad sin. God actually says there in verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. (laughs) Uh, Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's not not saying uh, that if you've uttered a slander or a word of gossip that God's going to kill you. No, the, the other part of the verse says, have pleasure in them that do them. There are some people, it's one thing to, you utter Slander and uh, God smites you, and, Lord. I'm sorry, I should not have said that. Please forgive me. And you, you, you try to go back to the person, I shouldn't have said that about that person or whatever. It's one thing that, and another thing to have pleasure in these things and just like, I'm gonna go around slander, I'm gonna tear them down. You're anticipating the destruction of other people by the things that you've said. That's what he's talking about here. But the whole point is. This is a characteristic of a reprobate, and we don't want to be in that kind of a company. This is someone who practices this. And you say, well, I only do it once in a while, but it becomes a habit, and you don't want to develop a habit. So let's just remember that this is pretty bad stuff we're talking about and why we're doing it. If we're doing it, we're disobedient. Maybe it's because we're proud. Maybe it's because we're acting foolish, and we're certainly uh, acting devilish, as we looked at before. Let's pray, Father.